Hello and welcome back to Break the Twitch, the podcast about doing more of what matters through minimalism, habits, and creativity. I am your host, Anthony Ungaro. If you were surprised to see this episode in your podcast feed, that is because this is a special holiday edition bonus episode of season one. A very exciting announcement is that season two of the podcast is going to be kicking off on January 9th of 2019. It is just around the corner. We are already starting to record episodes and cannot wait to share these conversations with you. So make sure you're subscribed to the Break the Twitch podcast through your favorite podcast player, or of course on YouTube where you can watch all of the full episodes in video and occasional video highlights and more. In this episode, Amy, my lovely wife, and I sit down and talk about the holidays. We share some of our holiday experiences and tips that you can take away to make your holiday season more mindful, a little more calm, and maybe just a little bit less stressful. We know that the holidays can be stressful no matter what you do, so just little things you can take away to make the moments that matter even better. So that's what this episode is all about. But I want to let you know that this podcast and basically all of Break the Twitch is a member-supported endeavor. We depend on our currently 107 active monthly members to help us produce this podcast and support our work with Break the Twitch. This incredible member community is what makes Break the Twitch possible, and we do our best to create amazing benefits every single month for being a member, including morning audio series, little tidbits of audio that you get to listen to for inspiration, things that will just help you get started with your day, journaling prompts, all of that good stuff, along with a private member community where you can chat with other members, gain inspiration, share your stories, ask questions, and more. It is direct access to Amy and I and the rest of just an incredible community, all working on living an intentional life together. So if you're interested in learning more about that and joining, supporting our work, we will also throw in during the month of November, if you join a free copy of the Break the Twitch audiobook. So this is Break the Twitch, a practical guide to minimalism, intentional living, and doing more of what matters. It is the book that I narrated myself. We'll throw that in if you join the member community to support our work in the month of November in 2018. So go to breakthetwitch.com slash community to learn more about that, support our work here at Break the Twitch. But for now, let's go ahead and start the show. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> so here we are talking about intentional holidays. The holidays were always something I looked forward to as a kid. Thanksgivings were almost always in Louisville, Kentucky, visiting my mom's side of the family. And then Christmases would be in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan with my dad's side of the family. And they were both just really good times with lo lovely people. My dad's side of the family was always fun because for Christmas, it was this big Italian Catholic family. Just being with all the cousins and uncles and, and people, that was definitely one of the keystone experiences for me growing up with the holidays. Growing up, I didn't 
have the big Italian family. It was just my mom, dad, sister. My parents moved here from Taiwan, and so we didn't have the extended family around. But we did celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it was very intimate. We got presents um, as well. So it was traditional in that sense that, you know, we still celebrated the holidays, even though it wasn't exactly my mom and dad's custom. So that was growing up, but these days, I'd say things are pretty different. Uh, we've definitely shifted away from giving gifts, as in you and I don't tend to do gifts for each other anymore. Mm -hmm. We'll focus more on experiences together or doing more tradition type things. Like one of the funny things we do for Christmas every year is take a photo together. So it's a family photo. Uh, initially, it was just the two of us. And then we got Rocky. And so he got incorporated this most recent year in 2017. We did like a mock hip hop album cover. And then we did one that was like The Force Awakens the year before, where it was a Star Wars joke. And so we have fun with those types of traditions, creating something together that's memorable that we'll remember for years to come and always have digitally, especially. So that's one of the ways that our own tradition has changed. And we had the conversations with our family as well. They experienced our own minimalism journey and our decluttering and vicariously through us and through the blog and, and all the things we're doing. So it was a prolonged conversation that we had over the years, but there reached a point where we aren't really doing the big gifts. And my mom loves doing some of the little things and and she just enjoys gift giving and that's perfectly fine. We, we enjoy that too. I mean, she's transitioned quite a bit too. Like she'll yeah. now give us more things that we can eat or <laughs> the edibles, yeah, the tickets to somewhere mm -hmm. or gift card, you know, so she has transitioned. Totally. It's super thoughtful. And, and uh, so that conversation was not necessarily easy, but I wouldn't say it was hard either. And it, it just, became more about spending time together during the holidays and getting the time we have because we live apart from my family and from your family. It's just us here in Minneapolis. So that's part of the way that it's transitioned over the years. The conversation with my family was really easy, actually. I just suggested that we go away from gifts and embrace more experiences. And my parents were like, okay, sure. My sister was a little, little more hesitant, but she was on board pretty quickly as well. So that pretty much covers our own changes around this time of year, how we've shifted to be more in alignment with our values of spending time together with family, friends, as much as possible during this season. But I would say that those changes are still pretty against the grain when it comes to the broader landscape of this time of year. The holidays, it seems like they just keep on getting crazier year after year. It's like the hustle and bustle season when a lot of times businesses, other things are winding down. Retail is gearing up. It's like one of the biggest indicators for retail companies. It's how they did on Black Friday after Thanksgiving, how the holiday season went. That's a big determining factor of the health of the retail industry. And what they do essentially, it seems like, is drive us to feel like we need to buy all their stuff for other people for ourselves, for the things to decorate, whatever, all of this just consumption, consumption. And then you put that on top of holiday travel, where airlines are increasing prices, taking mm -hmm. advantage of the fact that you're using your little vacation time around the holiday to go back to visit family. So all the prices are, are higher. 
You have way more people traveling than any other day. You add the work schedule, Mm -hmm. deadlines, trying to fit in time with friends and family. And especially if you have what we'll call a modern family where, you know, you're visiting in-laws or if your parents are separated and you have two different family units Mm -hmm. to visit or, or things like that, it all feels like a lot. And a lot is expected of us during this time too. Yeah, and I think that that additional pressure really takes the focus away from what the holiday season really is all about, which is gratitude and... Togetherness, quality time, letting people know you love them, right? I think that's what so much of this gift giving and that kind of stuff is all about. And it's been driven into this thing where uh, I think we're constantly not feeling like we're enough. We're not getting good enough gifts or we're not, you know, we need to have gifts for every single person and and do all this stuff when reality there are a high percentage of people i just saw this statistic recently i'll have to pull the actual statistic and put it in the show notes uh that a large percentage of people actually go into debt to buy presents for the holidays Mm -hmm. deeply into debt um every holiday season and and obviously there's a bunch of different financial situations and backgrounds and and i'm not going to speak to you know all of those different experiences because there are different reasons for all of that, I'm sure. But it seems a little... It seems a little backwards. Yes, it does. Showing people that you love them does not necessarily need to be through gifts or putting yourself into debt, more financial strain, and they will do so. I mean, that in turn takes away from your ability to be mindful and present during the holidays. Mm-hmm which I think is more important than any of all all of that other stuff. I think it's important to say that there's nothing inherently wrong with gifts. Gift giving is one of the major five love languages, right? So if you're far from someone, you want to send them something, it's not a big deal. We're not saying like, ah, no gifts ever. (laughs) It's just like, if you're going in debt because of this, or you're so stressed out from buying gifts and trying to have everything perfectly done that when you arrive, it's like you just are at, you're already stressed out. Right. What's going on there? And Mm -hmm. maybe we just need to look at some of these things. I saw this really interesting statistic the other day about how out of all the materials that are used to make a single product that you can purchase either online or in the store. So think of the wood, the glue, the plastic, all of the things involved in making an item, only 1% of the total materials needed actually still remain in use six months after purchase. Wow. Which is crazy if you think about it. So either it's discarded in the junk pile or it's just sitting there in your house not being used or it's broken. In a closet somewhere. Yeah. 99%. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. That is a mind-blowing statistic. And obviously that's not just limited to the holidays. It just happens to be a time of increased consumption. And while it might not feel like a big deal to just not buy one thing or buy just one fewer things at any one point, that is a lot of change when you look at it on the grander scale. I've, I've always thought about things like paper towels and how if you use one less paper towel per day, it's not that big of a deal in your household. But Imagine if everyone in America used one less piece of paper towel per day. That's 350 million some odd paper towels every single day that aren't being used and and saved. So it really can get big quickly when you start thinking about it on the grand scale. 
the essence of shopping and shopping during the holidays especially has become this crazy experience, especially in person at the malls, at the retail outlets, just different places like that. And it's intentional, right? There's this whole there's this whole thing about the culture of it, like the getting a deal. It's like going hunting. <laughs> and I think there's this culture around it that you're going to get the deal and stuff that that really amplifies the adrenaline around the experience. And instead of it being a thing where you're going for a practical reason to find a thing for a person, it becomes a game. And I know people do like that game element, that that sort of deal-getting kind of thing. Oh, for sure. You're trying to find the good finds, right? Yeah. And not only that, the retail environments kind of facilitate that. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll play certain music, the lighting, the colors. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on. There's all kinds of stuff going on to just overstimulate the senses and get us to just buy more than we actually even intended to. Right. That's the whole... The whole decision fatigue thing. Yes, just blah, it's crazy, and look at all these other people, so it becomes a competition. There are only so many of this particular thing. This is the whole Black Friday thing, right? I've never actually seen that great of stuff. Like, often the clothing, the 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 different electronics, things like that, it's usually things that are just marked up to full price and then slashed in half so that it looks like you're getting a really good deal the percentage-wise, you know? I mean, I think there is an element of that. I think there are some legitimate deals, though, for clothing specifically, because I used to go Black Friday shopping, and this was in high school and college years. But my sister and I would go Black Friday shopping with my mom, and we'd all go out, and we'd find these seemingly great deals, right, at the time. And it kind of goes to the whole hunt that you were talking about. You'd be, like, kind of looking around, trying to get the good stuff before someone else finds it because there's usually limited quantities. So I totally resonate with what you were saying there. But I found that throughout, particularly during the end of the shopping trip, you're just grabbing stuff. You don't even really want it. You're just grabbing it because you think it might fit. Mm -hmm. And by the time you get to the changing room, you're just like, oh, gosh, I just want to get out of here. And so ultimately you leave with just more stuff than you really need. That's for sure. But then also that you even really want and a lot of those things are fast fashion or like they they have either an odd fit or some weird pattern that doesn't really look good. I, I feel like retailers use these opportunities to clear out all their old stuff. Um, I've tried to go get shirts from Banana Republic or places on sale, even not even during the holidays, just at odd times. And whenever they're on the clearance rack, I've found that it's often because the taper is weird or the shirt is is fit oddly and it sits weird on my shirt. And I re- realize that like it's just because it's a good deal doesn't mean it's worth buying, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so I feel like these are the big promotional things when tons of people are coming in and just not even discretionarily thinking about what they're buying. So they just use it to get rid of a lot of stuff. And then sometimes you legitimately find something good, like a really good deal. It's something that you wanted and it's like perfect and it was on sale and that only fuels desire for more. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned earlier, giving gifts is a legitimate form of showing affection, showing love, right? That is a love language. And so I don't want to poo-poo on the idea of like giving gifts at all, but it's more of the holiday shopping experience that is being curated and the expectation and the push 
that we are feeling to be enough through these purchases to to get enough good gifts and to get enough of all of these different things. Getting that perfect gift for that someone. Every time you step into the grocery store, you're already seeing all the decorations that you should have in your house. Mm -hmm. All the decorations are up. I think we've now passed Halloween, so we can officially start the Christmas decorations. <laughs> I mean, there might the be stores. some like more autumn focused still for Thanksgiving, but yeah. Probably, yeah. The Christmas is coming very shortly. It's coming soon. There's nothing we can do about it. There are things we can do about <laughs> There it. are things, you're right. There are things we can do about it. And that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, how do we slow this down? And, and how do we create, again, get into the reason for the actual season, togetherness, closeness, seeing quality people time. you care about, having quality time together. And, and I know that you can't always travel to be with the people you love every year. Sometimes you're not going to see them, so you, you have to do something remotely. But in general, trying to spend time with people you love, people you care about, doing what you can. It's going to be different for every family situation because that's all going to depend. But one of the things I think is really important is to have this conversation, is to talk with your family early. Don't do it on Christmas Eve, right? When everyone else has already done all the shopping and, and things and don't say, you know, I don't think we should do gifts this year. You know, it's, it needs to be now, like early November at the latest. It could be even as early as springtime sure, to start could, the conversation. Absolutely. You could start warming up because a lot of this stuff is steeped in tradition. A lot of these things are just things that people associate with the holidays. Find a lot of, you know, association and deep ties with it. And so it's not the holidays if there aren't a bunch of people sitting around opening gifts. So it can be a challenge. But the first step, I think, is to ask questions that propose different opportunities. So like, hey, what if this year, instead of exchanging tons of gifts, we all went and did something together when we got together for the holiday? Or what if we all share this experience instead Something that you might be able to do together, something that you might be able to associate with your time spent together instead of having that craziness of the, all of the gifts and needing to show up with all this stuff. Or it could be just one gift per person. Mm -hmm. Maybe people could pull together to buy a larger, more expensive item for someone mm -hmm. as opposed to many, many small things. Yeah, my family stopped with the big gift giving thing several years ago now, especially with us decluttering and, and wanting to live with less stuff. But before that, for several years, we ended up doing a white elephant kind of thing where everyone buys a gift that's 20 or 30 bucks or something like that. Something fun and enjoyable, sometimes food items, different things like that. And everyone shows up with that. And then you play the game of, of opening things. So there's still the spirit of the game, the spirit of the, the tradition, but you aren't just doing this crazy, crazy shopping thing and bringing dozens of gifts for everyone. Recently, my sister got me a certificate to a place where you can throw axes at targets. And so you and I got to do that for an hour and it was really a blast. It, it was something we had never done before. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of like bowling, but with axes yeah. where you have a lane and people are you know kind of next to you and stuff. And obviously there are safety precautions, but yeah, it was nice because in a sense, she gifted us time together to go do this fun thing. And 
that was really, really nice because your sister obviously is in, in Texas and we're here in Minnesota. So it was just a nice idea, nice thing to do. That's another option. But again, starting with this discussion and having an open conversation and being very gentle about it and being very intentional about how you have that conversation with your family, friends. Hey, what if we don't do any gifts this year and instead we spend an hour on Skype talking to each other or we intentionally set up this time to do something that is meaningful to us both? Along the lines of planning an experience as the focus of the holidays, a lot of my friends have been doing volunteer activities where the whole family goes to volunteer, like maybe it's packing food or cleaning up someplace, right? And I think that that is a really cool idea and something that I've participated in and enjoyed. That's a blast. I've done things like that too uh, for friends' birthday parties specifically, but ties perfectly into the holidays as well. And what an amazing way to celebrate the spirit of Thanksgiving, especially, right? Where it's all about gratitude. Mm -hmm. And instead of going out and blasting through some retail outlets, why not get together in community with your family, with friends, and give and and be grateful for what you have and give more to others, right? And uh, I love that idea. It's 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 a good one. And there was one year that you and I actually did this for the holidays as well. We put together a bunch of bags with personal toiletries, personal care items, different things, and some chocolate, and, and some chocolate, and some things. fun things yeah. in there too, and dropped them off at one of the homeless shelters in in the cities here. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. That was a lot of fun. And I know you had a lot of fun too, just like putting the packages together and distributing the things. It was fun. Yeah, it was a blast. And it was a great way to think about all the things that we take for granted Mm -hmm. and be able to give that to people who really don't have the means or are less fortunate. Speaking of non-physical gifts, I remember my uncle when I was, I don't know, nine or 10, gave me a card that said a donation had been made in my name to a charitable cause. And I do remember at the time being like, huh, okay, that's cool. And I sort of appreciated the idea. Whatever, you were totally like, (laughs) this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, looking back, realizing that I was in a very comfortable middle-class situation, I had other gifts and things, that was an incredibly thoughtful thing for him to do. And I'm so glad now that he did that, right? In fact, I would be very grateful for those types of gifts today. And and so there's a lot of ways to approach this. Obviously, maybe letting a kid get involved in that decision or, or some information about what that went to could be really cool to be part of the story if you are going to choose that kind of thing. Uh, that I know is meaningful to, to little kids too. I think that's a good point, like getting kids understanding that a lot of the things that they take for granted, other kids don't have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And getting that idea, talking about it, conversing with them, and getting them involved in making making care packages or in the volunteer experience would be really cool too. Definitely, definitely. And obviously you can't stop people from buying gifts for your kid, and that's a tough thing. I know people want to show their appreciation, show their love. So there's going to be some element of that. What you're saying is other people are going to buy gifts. You're going to buy gifts too, right? So if you are going to go shopping, what are some tips to be more intentional about it? Yeah, I think a big part of it is just slowing down. First of all, just slowing down. Don't get caught up in the big bustle and feeling like it's this big race to get everything. 
starting early is probably another really good way to start thinking about those things earlier. So you're not just doing that last minute thing that's crazy right before you're traveling, that sort of stuff. I like the idea of starting earlier and maybe even making a list. Starting with a list, sticking to it, checking it twice. (laughs) And additionally, it's not browsing when you're shopping for gifts for other people. You're on a mission. Right. And it's so easy to get distracted by those end aisles or if you're online shopping to just click on other related items. Try to be focused, especially if you're trying not to spend that much money yourself. Set a budget. That's another big one. Like just set a budget that you're sticking to that you can afford and try to work within that budget. It's so easy to get carried away with this stuff. You're going to see cool stuff while you're out there shopping if you're doing that. If you're shopping online, you're going to see new cool stuff. Set a budget, try to track it, just generally keep that under control. And that will hopefully help reduce some of that extraneous stuff too. So in a grand sense, you really do have an opportunity to redefine family tradition, to create new traditions, things like that. And you can even change the dates if the family is on board with that. I love the idea of a custom family holiday where you take a weekend every year and you get the whole family or a bunch of friends together and you create a new tradition around that day. Because flights are really cheap in early November. They're really cheap in early to mid-December and then they skyrocket right around the holiday. Mm -hmm. So if you can choose a weekend, maybe make it a four-day weekend, you get your whole family on board and that becomes the, the holiday, all of a sudden you are saving tons of money on travel. There's not going to be as packed of airports. You're going to have so much of a better time. It's going to be so much more relaxing and it's just better all around. So if you can create a custom family holiday and just give it its own name, (laughs) then that's a great opportunity to do that. Yeah. I mean, if it works for everyone's schedules and vacation days, that's a great way to do it. And it's what we've been doing over the past several years. Let's talk about decorations. Decorations. We don't really decorate as much anymore. I would say pretty minimal when it comes to decorations. We have a few pieces that we do take out and that we enjoy. Um, And then you also have your childhood Christmas ornaments. Yep. Have a small box of ornaments that I made when I was a kid or ones that were really particularly significant to my childhood or my family. Those are really nice to have and just have out. It's just fun memories. I definitely am sentimental about those things. The fewer items that you have, the more those sentimental items can shine. And that's what works for us, you know? And other people can probably have a lot more and be totally fine with that. And that's that's okay too, mm-hmm. you know? But what a lot of retailers try, especially by putting a lot of that stuff out um, in preparation for Thanksgiving and Christmas, is they want you to feel like what you have isn't adequate enough and you need just that one more thing or this newest version to make your house seem in style for the holidays. And maybe there's a little keeping up with the Joneses in there too, uh, of who has the most decked out holiday house, you know, with the front yard stuff and things like that. There are a lot of traditions around this that are fun though. One of the fun traditions too that we always did growing up and and even now we're going to do it this year when we go back to visit my parents is decorate the Christmas tree all together on my mom's birthday. Cause she has a earlier in December birthday before Christmas. It's a perfect time to get together with the family and have that tradition. So 
we would always decorate the tree, look at all the ornaments and talk about when they're from and that kind of stuff. And that's really nice too. So I don't think, you know, there's nothing wrong with decorating. There's nothing wrong with having these traditions. Particularly if you're getting the whole family involved and Mm -hmm. it turns into quality time and reminiscing about the really fun memories associated with those decorations. And that to me, I think is very meaningful. Absolutely. It's not like we're, you know, paying someone else to decorate our tree for us. It, it, It becomes part of the experience, which I really liked. So it's easy to get distracted by a lot of these things, but what is the most important thing about the holidays? The most important thing about the holidays is being present. Yeah. If it's about intentional holidays, the intention behind the holidays, to me at least, is presence not presents. It could have some presence. <laughs> it could have some presence. But it can't be without the presence. Presence. Now, I'll, I'll leave it up to you to know which one I'm saying when, presence versus presence, because it will sound exactly the same. But I think you get what I'm saying, probably. Speaking of presence versus presence, I can hardly remember what presence I've received over the years. Can you? I remember some. I remember being an eight-year-old that wanted an ab roller for Christmas, and Santa brought me an ab roller for Christmas. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm sure despite some disbelief from Santa <laughs> of an eight-year-old wanting that, uh, <laughs> it was one of my early false first steps, let's say. I mean, vaguely, I remember some things, but more important is the experiences, the fun family time that was shared in terms of finding a tree, decorating the tree cooking meals together, eating together. Those are more things that stick out in my memory. Yeah, for me, it's just that blur of experience, the blur of togetherness, uh, you know, just that experience was what I remember most about those days. So another way to be present, obviously, is taking a break from social media, taking a break from your phone, from tech, Use it as an intentional time to be with the people that you might normally be going back and forth on Facebook with about something or other. Put down the phone. Just be there. Give them the gift of presents. One day we'll figure out how to pronounce those two words, presents and presents, differently. It's super easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. And realize also that these times are just stressful. It's kind of built in, especially if you have to travel over the holidays and and be okay with that. Realize like, okay, this is can be a little of a stressful time. I'm not going to beat myself up about it, right? Just going to do my best. See the people, you know, we want to see, do our best. Because really, it's sort of just a stressful time, which is unfortunate, but that's sort of what it's come to be in a lot of ways. Yeah. So taking a deep breath, stopping, taking a look around you, observing the activity going on instead of feeling like you have to rush, rush, rush and get this and this and that done. You know, those are all things that we can do to kind of slow down during this busy season. Yeah. Stay active. Make sure you're moving around, you know, doing the things you normally do uh, throughout the holidays, things like that. A lot of time it can be more sedentary just with the eating and everything. So it can be just as good to, to get up, move around, do things with the family. Yeah. Get outside. Um, take a walk with the family and get some fresh air. Depending on where you live, shovel some snow maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> and finally, we can base ourselves in all of this simply in gratitude, being grateful for the things we have, 
and grateful for the people in our lives and the time we have with them. That is the most important thing through all of this. And as long as we return to that, to the spirit of gratitude, the reason for the season, you will be just fine in practicing intentional holidays. We've just introduced a brand new Patreon-like way that you can support Break the Twitch as well so that we can continue doing this podcast, keep producing this content for you, and more. You can check that out at breakthetwitch.com support, and it is a wonderful way to win our undying gratitude.